and I am joined by Kevin and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high concept time travel film Tenet. We are doing a minute by minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you Kevin? I'm I'm doing great. This is this is a very methodical a review and analysis of this film. Very methodical. I, I, I did a lot of research on a very small part of my minute uh, this week. Is it, more, is, it, is it more than the movie deserves, you think? No, because I think it almost encapsulates everything no one has ever tried to do. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, it, and it leads to his next film. Yeah, I well, that's where I'm questioning. I had I was very proud of myself that um, a new still image of the <laughs> Oppenheimer film came out, and I found it on Twitter, and I was like, "Has this been posted to Reddit r slash Christopher Nolan?" I went and searched, like, "No, it has." I was the first one to post it, and I was very excited. I oh, wow. rarely ever am I that uh, on top of stuff. Nice. I, I, you sent them to me, and I'm uh, <laughs> the the first one with the goggles looking through the window. Yeah, you think uh, you wouldn't want to stare directly at a nuclear explosion? <laughs> it's a great poster, though. It's, a it's really, such a human condition; you can't help but like. <laughs> it's like. Uh, what does it look like? <laughs> it's like, uh, oh my god! Have you seen the uh, the trailer for A Violent Night? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like when he like he like rigs the guy up with grenades and then you get Santa just like he's like no I oh. gotta watch <laughs> I maybe I saw the teaser I haven't seen that oh oh yeah you should see the trailer for uh, the full trailer because he like he basically like like ties the guy up with a bunch of live grenades and he starts uh-huh. running away you know Santa <laughs> yeah, yeah and then he's like I gotta watch and he turns around to see the guy blow to blow up <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got it it's like we're such animals that are like sight is our favorite. Uh, medium yeah. <laughs> it's our favorite sense you can't not gonna... <laughs> well it's the inverse of the guy walking away from a explosion <laughs> yeah it's like of course you're gonna look at it well yeah yeah all right well on that note um oh i actually have i have the wrong uh i have the wrong notes up <laughs> keep oh, talking no. oh no i got them okay never okay mind. So this is episode 45. Uh, we are, I am on minute marker 4421 to 4521. Last week um, was our second minute into uh, post plane crashing into Freeport, us unlocking doors to get to the center of the Pentagon Freeport because there's something at the center. We don't know what it is, but we need to figure out what that is. Uh, so let's just jump into it. 4421, where I left off last week, Neil says, need a hand? Because the protagonist is trying to break into the door. The protagonist says, actually, yes. Uh, and then all, all Neil does is punch in a code to unlock the door, which just continues the thought of like, how the hell do these doors work? Uh, you know, some of the doors, they're like working together. 
in this case, Neil just has to punch in a code and it works, right? Kind of mm -hmm. undermines a lot of the drama from the previous two minutes because it was that effortless to get into this last door. Anyway, I'm going to yeah. stop ranting about the doors. <laughs> I mean, there was quite a bit of door shenanigans going on <laughs> in was the a previous lot of, minutes. That's what I mean. And it's like, oh, well, now <laughs> this one just opens up. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of the door shenanigans. So, is it because Seder knows that that door needs to be exited easily because of the turnstile? He's what? not sure which side he's going to be on. Well, he, it, that, no, it doesn't work. Turnstiles don't work that way. Of course, he knows which which side he's coming in on. Well, <laughs> it's a deterministic thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's just it's just nonsense. Don't defend the nonsense. Okay. <laughs> All right. So forty four twenty seven. They're walking in. Uh, the protagonist on the blue side, um, and then Neil on the red side. Do I have that right? Yeah, I do have that right. Uh, red, right, blue, left. So um, this is the first time we see a turnstile in the movie, by the way. You, oh, yeah. You've sure. seen, coming from your side, you've seen lots of turnstiles. This is our first turnstile. So we, we see the room. The turnstile is straight ahead, but it's actually very blurry. Um, and then we see the window between the two rooms. And you see the bullet holes and you still see the smoke uh, mm. coming out of the bullet holes. I guess what you don't know is that the, the smoke should be kind of like sucking back in. But it's it's a slow thing. A slow yes. Yeah. Um, the protagonist is like very carefully scanning the room. He sees the gun and the gun parts on the floor near the turnstile. There's blue tape on the ground here, right? That leads from that exit <laughs> door to like the door of the turnstile. Oh, yeah. uh, and I'm just like, why? Like, why? Like, does someone know not know how to go go like the 20 feet from the turnstile to the exit <laughs> door? Like, why is there blue tape on the ground? I guess the blue side, if they're unfamiliar with that's very important, like if, to get on the blue side. Right. Gotcha. Because so maybe, the blues, yeah. if you're if you're inverted, you're disoriented by nature, you know, and if you are not familiar with this turnstile probably pretty hard to <laughs> find the right door maybe again and that's why the know. tenth the proving window if you're on the wrong side of a turnstile you need right. to know it the proving window i get um i'm not i'm not as convinced on the tape but whatever um <laughs> that'd be great if like in running into a turnstile you're inverted you find yourself on the wrong side you look in the window and the other guy's over there like what what no, you're you over here. I'm, you know, like, how do you communicate? <laughs> We've talked about this before. I think we mentioned this once before. Like, if I go in, let's say I go into a blue turn, the blue side of the turnstile, mm -hmm. right? I go in, I come out the red side. And then what if I, like, go out that exit door, come back into the blue side and go through the blue one again? Like, what happens? Ugh, you're, uh, <laughs> well, that's the, the missed opportunity of this movie. We never see it used incorrectly no we don't like i want to play shenanigans with the turnstile like you never see it go wrong the the, the DeLorean <laughs> never gets struck by lightning or you know or no. sent to the wrong time or um you know you never cross the streams you never do the thing yeah. that you're not supposed to do um which is i don't know in most action movies there would be like the bad guy would get caught in a turnstile like that's how Sato yeah, would die, is being thrown into a turnstile and he just like keeps infinitely going around. <laughs> uh, yeah, like 
like in a cartoonish way where the turnstile speeds up really, really fast and he just like turns to goo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a time cop style. Time cop. Okay. Yeah. The rule in that was you can't like touch yourself. That's a rule in tenant. That's true too. Yeah. But that's how the bad guy dies in time cop is he gets thrown <laughs> into himself. I never saw it. I never saw time cop. Oh, great Van Damme movie. If there is such a thing. <laughs> Sudden Death, great movie. Um, oh, that is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Not just a Van Damme movie. It's just, it's just a good movie. Yeah. It's just that era where they kept going, what if Die Hard is on a Navy battleship and you get under siege? What if Die Hard is at a hockey game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So blue tape on the ground. Uh, Neil is on the other side, obviously. Also looking at the glass. He also like looks like he's studying, but he knows what's up. Um, Neil goes to touch uh, the window near like a bullet hole and the protagonist like yells at him, don't touch them. <laughs> um, and Neil says, the, he- the hell happened here. And then there's, uh, there's this long pause, which I didn't expect. There's like five seconds of pause before the protagonist says anything. And uh, he gives that that great time travel line. It hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because Neil is still playing dumb. He's really playing dumb. Like really. Yeah. Dumb. Hey, this is some weird stuff, huh? <laughs> you ever seen anything like this before? I have no idea what's about to happen here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he legit doesn't know what's going to happen, but he knows he knows what this is. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why Neil is going to touch the bullet holes though. Would that have made it like he could? Would it make a difference? Maybe he was trying to figure out which side they were from on. Yeah. Now, look, well, let me ask you this. That's now. important information to know before the doors open up. <laughs> let me ask you this, because uh, I think I found uh, a bug in the scene. Like, mm-hmm. if you're looking at one of these bullet holes and the cracks in the glass, which way should the glass be cracking? Should the Should the cracks be getting longer or smaller? Oh, that's a good question. Because, like, all right. So, if you get a chip in your windshield from a rock, it it spider webs out slowly over time, especially safety glass. Right. I guess the glass is not inverted, right? Or is it? It's a. Okay, so here's what I see. What is it? So here, here, here's here's another. It paradox. could be inverted. That's what could make you see the other person, because the other person's not over actually on the other side of the glass when you look through it. You're seeing into the future. Um, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I like it's a it's a window, right? Like the it doesn't. Oh wait, is it just a window? Yeah, I think so. You're right, it is just a window. So here, here's the thing, right? Um, the yeah, this is this is a bug, right? This is definitely a bug in the movie. However, you want to think about it. So the protagonist says it hasn't happened yet. Then there's a close up of one of the bullet holes, and the crack expands. So the crack gets a little bit longer in the window. So my initial thought. Uh, was that, oh, I feel like the crack should actually be getting smaller because the bullet is about to come undone from that 
and the 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 windows seal back up, right? That's what we see in my next minute, which we won't see today. Yeah. But if the window is not inverted, then we wouldn't actually see that. Oh man, I actually don't know what to make of this. Yeah, it's 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 tough. So if it is just a window, but it's been shot by an inverted bullet, means the bullet was sucked into the gun. The glass should be acting just as if it got shot by a bullet. That's what I mean. So here's the problem. So I think it's I think it's valid that the crack gets longer because the window will assume is not inverted. But what shouldn't happen is in my next minute, and we'll talk more about this next week, when the inverted bullets go back into the gun, which we're going to see, I don't think the glass should heal. I think the glass should just stay broken. Because the glass is not inverted. not inverted. Right. But from the... Per- but from the bullet's perspective, the glass needs to be whole. Right? I don't know. Does it? Yeah. I don't think so. It's also like Neil getting shot. Um, Does Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually. That's a good point. It has to happen like on accident. Like the glass can't possibly know it's going to get shot by an inverted bullet. So it but can't Neil, be broken before. Neil was Neil was inverted. Neil was inverted, not the bullet. Right. Are we, are we in the Ouroboros? We're, we're circling the drain, I think. We, yeah, we're we're chasing our tail. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, we're the dog chasing it. We tail. are. We're 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 we're. We're we gonna do if we caught it. <laughs> we need um. We need a way to like describe these moments because we end up in these moments a lot, right? It's like that. Well, I call it moment. the Ouroboros, the snake eating its own tail. The Ouroboros, okay. Which yeah. I'm never sure if I'm pronouncing correctly. I don't know what that is actually. Ouroboros. What is an Ouroboros? It's the name for a snake eating its own tail. Got you. Okay. Cool. We're gonna go with that then. Yeah, it smelled like it's spelled like whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with a W. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I needed to know that pertinent detail. All right. So we have, that's what took me forever. Like forever. I kept like trying to like, I only had heard it and I kept Googling it and couldn't find the word. (laughs) I've only ever seen that word in a book. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so here's another weird part about the scene. I don't know why I'm like just tearing the scene it's apart. the most it's probably the most viewed scene like you even said before you saw it like nine times just for this but that's also like part of it's in the trailer it's yeah, the it biggest is. action scene it's the first part that kind of lets you know what the action is going to be like in this movie so we so there's the bullet hole right and and keep in mind like the protagonist like yelled at neil not to touch the bullet hole right uh and like 10 seconds later the protagonist picks up the gun right it's like it's like it's a crime scene like there's some there's some funky stuff happening here like don't touch that bullet hole here Mm. let me pick up this gun fragment that's hanging in front of yeah it's not even together it's like it's not even like he could use it as a weapon right but he does but he needs to pick up the gun because it needs to he needs to fill out the action sequence which you just covered in your minute right it's predetermined yeah right exactly (laughs) 
Um, anyway, it's just bizarre. Um, and then as soon as he picks up the gun, I'd love to know. I'd love to hear Neil's internal monologue when he's like, "Don't touch that bullet hole." And then he's like, "Look at this guy telling me what to do." I know. <laughs> I know what's going on here. Oh, Have you thanks. seen this? <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, he picks up the gun. And we hear actually whirring sound. That's the the subtitle, whirring. Um, The turnstile starts to make noise. It starts to move. The protagonist and Neil watch their respective turnstile. The sound gets louder and more intense. It's a reverse sound, by the way, um, which is pretty cool. And then that's the end of my minute. That brings us right to 4521. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good end. It's a great end. It's a really great yeah. end. I, I, and the, the part I watched nine times is actually like minute marker 4522 when the protagonist mm-hmm. jumps out in reverse, right? Yeah. Um, you can see in the background um, the protagonist running out the other side, looking yeah. looking through the proofing window, oh. um, which is really <laughs> – which is actually really good. It's really, it's really well done for like, you know, the sake of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There is like, there are some shots in your minute that you're, you're going to describe next episode that I've already described in my minute, the, the inverse of that chapter where there's different perspectives. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, you know, for like all of the nonsense in the movie and there's a lot of nonsense, you have like one of these little gems that's like, like really perfect, like really, really good attention to detail. Uh, mm. well, he's a, yeah. It's fair to say Christopher Nolan's a pretty competent filmmaker. He is, he is, <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, that's the end of my minute. What uh, What have you got? Oof, all right, oof, my goof. Um, <laughs> I'm at one hour, 39 minutes, 21 seconds. I am out of the airport, out of the action. We got some heavy stuff to deal with. Um uh, I watched a couple minutes of a lot of their dialogue with Cat kind of being asleep or healing in the um, the uh, shipping container. Lots of introspective stuff going on here. This is what they end on. I do have to go a little bit over my minute just so it makes sense. Because like in my minute, the first thing Neil says is, um, and this is one hour, 39 minutes, 21 seconds. Neil says, optimistically, I'd say you're right. <laughs> but let's <laughs> for some context let's go back um uh, the protagonist t- says neil i i thought of i thought of something else and the protagonist is um talking to neil as he's laying down and trying to go to sleep and neil goes great <laughs> <laughs> this reversing the flow of time doesn't us being here now mean it never happens that we stopped them. And Neil, in his little comfy comfy uh, bed there, says, optimistically, I'd say that's right. The protagonist says, pessimistically. Um, and this is pretty much my whole minute, is because there's so much, like, just Neil kind of laying there half asleep. Um, uh, Neil's response, buckle up. In a parallel world's theory, we can't know the relationship between consciousness and multiple realities. Then he asks, 
does your head hurt yet? The protagonist says, yes. Neil says, try to sleep. <laughs> I love, I love Neil's like, I don't want to talk about this. Right. And it's not because like the reason I feel like he doesn't want to talk about it is they probably have had this conversation before. <laughs> or they keep talking about it over and over again. It's like this, the plot right. of this movie doesn't make sense. Okay. What, what, you, what, what doesn't make sense? <laughs> Daddy's trying to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the stork brings the baby, then okay. <laughs> why, why is there marriage at all? But okay. <laughs> it's an actual thing. My daughter asked me one time. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So parallel worlds theory. Okay, afterward, after, after okay, after that conversation, then there's a thud. Um, the protagonist moves to a peephole, looks out of it, um, and then says, uh, "Shit, they didn't take us inside." Neil says, "Well, what do we do?" Protagonist says, "We use the breach, the chaos right after impact. Get ready." Uh, they both turn to look at Cat. Protagonist asks, "Is she healed enough?" Neil says, I don't know. I've never done this before. And then we just jump into my next minute. But I just ran through that really quickly. Um, I think it's another cute line by Neil that I don't know. I've never done this before. Yeah. Um, but I want to circle back to the parallel worlds theory because yeah, that's yeah, the wanna, second wanna... time this has come up. And I never noticed it before until Priya brings it up later in the film, uh, which I kind of caught. Now, parallel worlds theory is not really a nomenclature for any known theory. But the closest relative to it is parallel universe. Um, parallel universe, also known as parallel dimensions, alternate universe, alternate reality. A hypothetical self-contained plane of existence coexisting within one's own. The sum of all potential parallel universes that constitute reality is often called a multiverse, but it is the sum total of a multiverse, not one universe within that multiverse, if that makes sense. <laughs> and I've been researching this a lot for a video essay I started to kind of put together on um, how everything is a multiverse. Now, every fictional um, property is becoming a multiverse with multiple diverging. Is this your TED Talk? This might be my TED talk because um, okay. <laughs> it's just keeps getting bigger. It started out with Rick and Morty and then the MCU and then everything everywhere all at once. And then it just keeps um, building onto itself. And then also it involves real quantum uh, uh, mechanics um, such as, uh, okay, this is the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics that asserts that universal wave function is objectively real and that there is no wave function collapse. This implies that all possible outcomes of quantum measurement and physical, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> this implies that all possible outcomes of quantum measurements are physically realized in some world or universe. Um, branching off that, that means that all probabilities of all possible outcomes are a hundred percent. In the multiverse, every possibility, every probability of any outcome of any event is a hundred percent. So 
that's the difference between the pasta optimistically. Yes, that does mean we're going, this is all going to work out protagonist. Now go to sleep. But pessimistically, yes, that also means this is probably not going to work out, <laughs> which Neil uh, politely says is, well, you can't really tell the difference between consciousness and uh, parallel realities. Now that, now hold on to that. That's what he says pessimistically, which he's, Pessimistically, he could have said, yeah, this isn't going to work out because both, both outcomes are 100% probability. We can't tell which uh, how this is going to work out in our reality because both possibilities are, are, are 100%. So pessimistically, he's letting the protagonist know that you really can't tell the difference between your consciousness in the reality where it doesn't work out and the consciousness in the reality where it does work out. And he's saying this while he's trying to go to sleep, while he's literally losing consciousness. And he's telling the protagonist to go to sleep and wake up. And where do you, you know, when you go to sleep, do you wake up in the same reality you went to sleep in? I mean, it seems like it's the same one, but far off possibilities. Um, so, could he be? That's one interpretation of the conversation. Maybe, maybe he's just trying to get into the protagonist's dream space. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Like all, all of Christopher Nolan's um, movies deal with this. Um, going back to Memento, you know uh, what happened? You know, how do you know the world continues when you close your eyes? It's like the last closing line of Memento. How how do you know that? Because the, the person in that movie has no long-term memory he can't remember things so how did but how does every person know that the world is still going to be there when they wake up and if they're going to wake up in the same world they went to sleep in? Um, and it's all about like faith it's about just having faith that when you go to sleep you're going to wake up and everything's still going to be there um, and that's the same thing in um, uh, prestige mm -hmm. you know we're skipping insomnia uh, like I do when I rewatch Nolan films, <laughs> never seen Insomnia. <laughs> it, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it, prestige 50, 50 chance at the end, you don't know, are you going to be the guy at, at, at the top of the stage or the bottom of the stage? Right. Right. Who are you, who, who are you going to be? Both pots, both outcomes have a hundred percent possibility. Um, you just have to have faith that you're going to be one of those two people. And one of those two people is going to, you know, uh, continue being Hugh Jackman. Um, uh, Inception. Well, that's that's a whole podcast onto itself. Um, and then this, and then this film. Am I skipping one? I don't know. Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. Uh, I'm sure there's themes of it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Going through wormholes and stuff. I don't know. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, <laughs> Murph. Uh, <laughs> anything can and will happen. Murphy's Law, right? Right, anything that can yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Uh, <laughs> and then you know Batman and stuff. So <laughs> Batman and such. Dunkirk. Um, Dunkirk doesn't really have a plot. Um, it's just a history lesson, really. It's the most compelling history lesson ever. Um, and I have a feeling Oppenheimer is going to be more like Dunkirk than any of his others because it's the only other history he's done. It's going to yeah. be like, yeah. It's going to be a very entertaining version of of this this piece of history. Yeah, I think there might be more touches of like a Shakespearean tragedy in it, whereas Dunkirk really didn't have that because it was there was no main character. 
in this, yeah. there's a main character. It's his name, Oppenheimer. <laughs> right. And like, there's that duality of like, oh, he, he mission accomplished, he wins. Uh, but that mission accomplished just doomed humanity forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. TBD. Yeah. It also, okay. The other thing this conversation comes down to when he brings in the consciousness parallel realities, the idea that there are parallel yous in other realities. The idea of consciousness across those multiple different people. Like, is it one shared consciousness? Is it a copy of your own consciousness? Is, is it the same consciousness that is varied? All possibilities of your consciousness in one um, conglomerate across multiple universes, multiple worlds. I like to think it's a mirror image of your consciousness, but there's no connection between yours and the parallel consciousnesses. Yeah. Yeah. In this film, there's, you literally make copies of yourself. If you, if you take out the idea of time as a linear thing, the turnstile just makes a copy of you that lives its own existence until it is inverted back into uh, another reality. It just, it's not fully linear. So it's like my concept of uh, the infinite Neil at the end, where there are multiple Neils running around all throughout the movie. But let's say if I wanted to make a sequel to this film without Christopher Nolan's permission, <laughs> if I wrote a, there's, you could do a, a something where Denzel Washington playing the older protagonist comes back and takes a Neil from another timeline, plucks him out so long as he promises to put him back. There's still like an infinite possibility of going back and talking to Neil, going back and using Neil for future installments of this um of this franchise that uh, you know that if he ever accidentally sells the rights to like steven spielberg like selling the rights to jurassic park where they just keep making crappy crappier and crappier and crappier sequels (laughs) but like it would be so yeah the older version of the protagonist denzel washington would go into a turnstile to invert himself to go back to a time when neil is still alive but we've talked about this before like he's going to reverse age. He has to reverse age. You have if to meet. You, you have to meet age. people. You have to. You have to. If you reverse heal, it makes sense that you would reverse age. But this movie is inconsistent with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's say let's say you do DH, you, which means you can never go past the point of your birth. Right. You probably shouldn't probably go past the age of eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, there's got we gotta we have to regulate these these turnstiles, right? You don't want kids going into these things; like, they're just gonna wreak chaos. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine like a group of teenagers? Can you imagine us in like you know middle school that had access to a turnstile? Oh yeah. We the most just... disappointing thing about that is I'd go great. I can go into the future and become twenty one. How do I do that? Oh, you just stay put. <laughs> you just you live your life. <laughs> Like you can only go back. You can only get younger, which would be the most disappointing thing if we had that when we were kids. No, no, no. We would have we would have over engineered it. We would have had like our own temporal pincer movement where like oh, go to high school. Mission, yeah. mission accomplished is like we got a six pack. 
<laughs> got the answers to the test. I got that girl's number. I got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I stole all the bras out of the girl's locker room. <laughs> that, that would have been our temporal pincer movements. It would yeah. not go well. <laughs> no, no, it would not. And then we just keep trying to use it to get ourselves out of the situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it would I, just make things worse. The funny yeah, thing would be this. like, no, if we were doing a temporal pincer to do like some silly high school shenanigans and then increasingly younger versions of ourselves keep coming to us and saying, please stop. <laughs> this is not ending well. I keep getting younger. <laughs> like a six year old. <laughs> Uh, I want I want to see that movie. I yeah. definitely want to see that movie. Have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? Is that a movie? Yes. No. no. Okay. I have I've but, never even heard of that. It's I'm gonna make sure I got the that name right. I wanted to see it in theater and I never yeah, it's everything everywhere all at once. Um Michelle Yo, I never heard of that person my wife knew who that was jamie lee curtis is in it and the greatest performance ever in it comes from uh kei hu kwan the in his return to hollywood the kid who played short round in oh. indiana jones and the temple of doom uh <laughs> it's maybe like the, the the greatest surprise i've ever seen in the movie so you're, you're saying i should see this movie yes but go in knowing nothing I, I don't know anything. I <laughs> so don't research it. Just watch it. All right. I've just closed. I've closed the IMDb tab. <laughs> All right. So that's my homework. Uh, everyone else's homework. Why does the glass expand if the bullet's <laughs> going to come back through and heal the window? Uh, would appreciate some thought on that. And what's your theory? What's your favorite theory of quantum mechanics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening to the Tenement Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review on whatever service you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. Until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friend. <laughs> <laughs>